Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Mind is the Matter podcast, where we will be expanding our minds to its fullest potential, bringing it to its peace, and healing and loving ourselves along our journey. I am your host, Alyssa, so let's get started. What is good, everybody? It is currently 12 o'clock in the morning, but you know... I just, today was such a good day. I can't even hold (laughs) y'all. Like, today was just a moving, powerful day. And it kind of inspired today's episode. And, you know, I come across many revelations in my life and in this journey. And I think we all do at one point in our lives. When we just want better. Like, genuinely. Like, I'm talking, you're just tired of getting in your own way when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to blessings, when it comes to just allowing yourself to accept good things. But part of the hardships of accepting these good things is unlearning the habits that you once had when you were in bad situations. Now, I can raise my hand right now in this moment. <laughs> like, it is a process for me to unlearn certain habits of mine because. You know, when you're so, like, when you become adapted to certain behaviors from friendships or relationships, it doesn't matter. But, you know, you start to have tendencies where you're mimicking these emotional states or just responses that normally would, like, would be a response to a trigger. But when it comes to welcoming these, like, new relationships, these new opportunities, these new blessings... It's so important to, in the process, unlearn these bad habits because, you know, depending on the situation, for example, like depending on the person that you're in front of, if this person knows how to be patient with you, I think that should be taken with the biggest grain of salt (laughs) because patience is so important. I feel like patience is such key. And I think when someone gives you that, when someone shows patience to you I feel like that should be taken in such high consideration like do not take that lightly when someone is being patient with you because when someone's being patient with you that means they deeply care about you and I get it sometimes when we've been in situations where people have not taken the time to learn about us or learn about our traumas or learn about our triggers and you know are not patient with us then obviously love is not there you know, like, I hope to God I'm making sense because <laughs> today's episode really, like, I don't know, my personal life, hold on, <laughs> sorry, y'all, my cat, she's the, hi, Luna, say hello to everybody, <laughs> Lord, sorry about that, but anyways, so going back to what I was saying, it's difficult getting into something different and having to unlearn everything but when you have a someone in your life that's patient with you that is showing this love you know be catering to that because it's important to you know cater to the things that are catering catering to you and you know wanting to learn different ways because anything can be taught anything can be learned if you genuinely put your mind to it So today, I just want to talk about different ways to unlearn bad relationship habits and even some that you may have learned from your own parents. Like, it's insane to me how, like, statistically-wise speaking, 
how much relationships that we see from both of our parents genuinely like affect how we are in relationships because as kids you're pretty much a sponge you're a human sponge you're taking in everything that you're seeing and hearing and just applying that and things that are missed or things that are not there sometimes kids grow into adults that believe like that's normal like it's normal for someone to put their hands on me like it's normal for me to tolerate complete bs or it's okay for me to accept the bare minimum because you know at least someone wants me or maybe like i need to stay in this relationship because we have kids together and i don't want to break up a family like no and under biblical terms of me saying that genuinely if god is not in the center of of any of your relationships or any of your friendships it's gonna fall apart i'm sorry like but i'm not sorry because to me that is the truth that god is the glue of all things and if you do not have that foundation that is firm with him being at the center how can you expect building a house on anything it's gonna fall apart it's gonna sink it's not gonna it's not gonna be leveled the way you want it to be and these different ways of these mannerisms genuinely come from where you are where you came from like my own parent like for my own testimony, my own little story, both my parents, I never saw much affection between the both of them. Like, my parents were kind of affectionate with me, not really. Like, I obviously knew as a young child, like, I knew I was loved, I knew I was cared for, but, like, I was on my own for the most for the most part. Like, you know, my mom, she'd work, my dad would stay home and watch me. And, you know, me and my dad growing up, I had, like, a close relationship with him. I'd hang out with him often. But, like... I don't know, my growing up wasn't your typical, like, both parents actively crazy involved in my life like that. Like, they were involved with my studies in school. Like, my parents were, weren't helicopter parents. They kind of let me figure it out on my own. And in certain, like, aspects, it was a good thing. But at the same time, like, it, it took a lot of figuring out on my own for me, which was hard. <laughs> like... And growing up very fast, like, I don't know anybody else out there that, you know, kind of had that type of childhood where you kind of had a, the world slapped you across the face and you had to get with the program very quick. (laughs) But for me, that's how it was. I mean, I don't regret anything that I went through as a child. I don't regret any of the, uh, the things that I had, that had happened to me because it molded me into the woman that I am today. And I would not be here. I would not be ultimately grateful for everything that I have if it weren't for, you know, my upbringing. (laughs) So... But at some point, some of us have to admit that the ways we approach situations in a life, like our relationships, come in part from our parents. Because we all grow up witnessing our parents' interactions with each other for better and worse. And with a lot of that sticks with us all the way until our adulthood. And when we're picking up good habits, it's not a bad thing, but unlearning these bad relationship habits from where we from what we saw from our parents and families is just harder because you know it's not impossible so I wouldn't be too like oh my gosh like this is I won't be ever I won't ever be able to come back from this but you know if you genuinely want to you can it's just not gonna be an easy situation like it takes it takes time but I would say don't don't expect to unlearn all of these bad relationship habits that you do have overnight because just identifying your problem 
with relationships, like your habits and relationships, it is tough work. And you probably won't even notice them until you've had the same issues with like different partners or the same issues with the same partner over and over again, which which pretty much just means you've had your fair share of heartache. <laughs> like either way, identifying your bad relationship habits and working to unlearn them won't save you from that. But doing those things will help you be more of an empathetic and self-aware partner. And you know, who doesn't want a little more of that in their lives? You know, like here to me, I think it's so like the way you help yourself ultimately ultimately is how you're going to help your partner. Like it takes a lot. It takes a lot of you know, working and self-work and doing that shadow work of yourself and that healing of your inner child to be able to understand yourself to the point where you are self-aware of the things that happen around you and why you respond to things the way you do respond. And I get it. It's such like, I'm trying my best not to curse anymore, but it's such a bitch. (laughs) Like, it's hard. It's so difficult. Like, I find myself being more tedious about how I approach situations with the man that I'm currently speaking to. It's like I, I'm in cahoots with learning how to get out of my old habits because I'm not in front of a man that has characteristic traits of my past. He has nothing like he is literally the most <laughs> different type of breed of man I've ever like I've ever been face to face with. So, like, there's things I have to unlearn from my past because I can't respond to him the way I've responded to people and men from my past because he's not, he's not that, he's not them. And learn to not hold someone that's new accountable for something that someone else in your past has done to you. And believe me, it's so much more easier said than done because naturally we have this barrier in, in on our hearts that just automatically wants to be in survival and protective mode like it and I think about that a lot and it's tough like it's difficult getting out of that survival mode and getting out of that like protective mode and just kind of bringing down those walls so that way you can expose that vulnerability because at one point I we've all exposed vulnerability to the wrong person and that wrong person just took it a little too far and it just led to us just being alone and having to deal with picking up the pieces that they've broken. It's difficult. <laughs> like to say to say the least, it's very difficult. But the first thing I want to start by saying like the first way is practice asking for what you want because some of us picked up some really bad techniques when it comes to getting what we want from partners. So if you find yourself grumbling to yourself about your partner not noticing things that obviously make you upset, Stop and try to remember if you're actually if you've actually asked them for things because you can't expect your partner to be a mind reader or to pass tests. They're not even aware is happening because whether it's needing them to make more time for like a date night or pick up more chores around your shared home or just make the relationship social media official in the first place and like, you know, start asking for what you want, because not only will it result in less resentment everyone will know what the boundaries are and that's so important like you need to you need to start telling people what your boundaries are what your standard is what you want because yes there's a limit like 
where someone can actually understand, okay, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, like, but in certain places in a relationship, your partner is not going to be able to read your mind, like, there's only so much body language can really interpret to that person if they're genuinely paying attention, but be vocal about your love languages, be vocal about what you respond to that, you know, brings love and happiness and joy to your heart because that's something that any partner, like getting to know someone, like you want to learn those things about this person because as time moves on, as time goes on, the more that they learn about you and the more that you learn about them, you start to pick up on things that they like and what they don't like without necessarily directly saying something. So only time I think like being resentful for towards something about like date nights or you know anything like that like if your love language so happens to be acts of love or not um acts of service sorry and you naturally are just a serving person like that's your like that's your love language and this person like the your partner is not understanding that like you know because let's be real here okay I do everything out of love, out of light. I do it because I want to do it, not because I'm told to do it. But we all want some type of appreciation and response. Like, if there's any payment in this world, it's just appreciation. Just appreciate what I'm doing for you. That's all I could possibly ask any human being that I've ever done something for. Because I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not asking for you to even, you don't even need to return the same thing I did for you. Just appreciate and value the time and effort I took to go out of my way to do something for you. Because genuinely, I didn't have to do it. But I chose to do it because in my heart, I knew it would make you happy. And that, to me, speaks way more volume than anything else in this world. (laughs) So, on to the next one. So, second way. Remember that your partner has needs too. Lord. (laughs) I was in such a one-sided relationship at one point in my life that I completely unlearned the satisfaction needs to giving a part, giving my partner what they also need and being selfish towards my own needs because of the fact that my old partner was selfish and he focused more in on what he wanted and what he needed that he was neglecting the fact that I had needs as well. But in result of me being and going through that, it made me kind of more selfish. Like, I didn't realize how neglectful and how, like, indirectly rude as hell I was being and how deflating my responses were to him that it completely fucked his entire confidence. Like, I made him indirectly feel like shit about himself. Like, I did not care about his feelings because he's like, okay, you cheated on me multiple times, so why should I give a fuck about your feelings if you'd never even had any type of mercy on mine? You know, that was my mindset. And, you know, I was 16, 17 years old. But when I first started dating him, I was 15. So going all the way from 15 all the way to 21 of constant cheating and lying, that habit of resentment and trying getting like, I don't know about y'all, but at one point I was so keen on getting back at people like getting even trying to get my lick back and i've said this in previous episodes it's not worth it i kid y'all not it's really not worth it like my new philosophy is let god deal with it genuinely like i don't know if any of my listeners are christian believe in god 
But I'm going to tell y'all right now as a Christian woman, I leave everything to God. I do not sit there and go out of my way, put all my efforts and all try to line my eggs up in perfect alignment. So that way it hurts the person that did me wrong. It's not worth it to me anymore. It's not worth me losing my sanity and becoming such a bitter individual because that bitterness will hold on to you way longer than any type of peace will. That's just truth. That's just that is the truth. But sometimes, you know, we just get so wrapped up in our own needs that our partner will beef with us like and it shouldn't come it shouldn't come as a surprise either if that ends up happening because if you're putting your needs first right and you're neglecting your partner there's obviously going to be some tension so it shouldn't come to a, a surprise to you if your partner is feeling some type of way that you're more concerned about yourself and not concerned about them like it's equal it's 50 50 you both have to you know, be instructive and be aware of each other. Like you are responsible for that person as well, just as much as they're responsible for you. Now, I'm not saying lie all of your happiness into this person's hands. No, I'm not saying that. You should be happy before you even enter in any type of relationship. Let me just start with that, okay? Because I've seen so many broken down, complete train wreck train wrecks of relationships because simply for the fact that people hate being alone they'd rather be with the worst person in the world than be alone and they believe that okay maybe if i'm with someone that'll make me feel better that'll make me feel happy and that i'll be complete no if i'm going to be completely honest the only thing that could possibly fill the hole in your heart is god and allowing yourself to be at peace with your own company like until you until you can break bread with your own company and being at peace with it and genuinely being happy, you're never going to be happy in anybody's presence. Nothing is ever going to be fulfilling to you because you're constantly expecting certain things and for them to do certain things that you yourself have to fill. You can't, you can't expect someone to fill up a cup that has cracks in it. Like only you can fix your own cup. Only you can be able to overfill your own cup to be able to pour into others Like, you can't expect to pour something out of nothing and do what you will with that information. (laughs) That one just, like, that just landed, flew in my head, and I was like, all right, I got to speak that part. But when you start to get defensive, though, because in this this case, I was very, that was very defensive when it came down to when my ex would always be like, oh, like, you always put me down. Like you always put your needs first above mine. Da, 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 da. And I personally, I didn't give a fuck because I'm like, dude, screw you. Like you did this and this and that. Why do you want me to have any type of mercy on your feelings? It is about me because I'm the one that needs fixing, to be honest. You broke me, so you need to fix what you've broken. And if you have that mindset, if you have that mindset where you feel like, nah, I'm going to make them feel like shit. I'm going to make them like hope, like like wish they never did what they did to me or if you're still in a relationship with that person you want them you're still staying with them because you think that the same place that broke you can heal you 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 got another thing coming i'm sorry you can't you can't be fixed in the same place that broke you absolutely not no way unless it's god but god didn't break you <laughs> i mean if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna be completely honest here god can heal but just yeah you say that luna god can heal (laughs) 
God can heal you out of any broken place that you've ever been in. But the person that had broken you, they made a choice. I want you genuinely to just take a second and realize the person that hurt you, they had a choice in that. Like, it's not an obligation to hurt anybody. It's a choice. And if someone chooses, like I'm talking selectively chooses to say screw you and your feelings and to be selfish and indulge in their own guilt and to their own pleasures and what they want and what's self-seeking to them and not having any type of moral compass when it comes to the relationship that they have with you, do you really believe that that same person that pretty much said fuck you is going to be able to put those pieces back together? I I just want to know if you genuinely in your heart think that. Because one thing I've learned in the six years that I was in a relationship with someone that was very toxic towards me, very, very negative, was not healthy, very controlling, I got nothing out of that. I think it made me more of an ugly person than my natural being. And I look, it's like crazy, I look back one, I forgot one day I still had the text messages between me and him on my laptop. Like, ironically, Mac, I'm, like MacBooks don't delete shit. So one day I was just like going through it and I like I came across it. And I didn't I've completely forgot that like MacBooks still keep all the messages that even when you delete it off your phone, I guess it picks up on your on your laptop. And I'm looking through these messages and the blatant disrespect I dealt with was astronomically and fucking sane. Like, I could not believe what I was reading. And it made me realize how much I've leveled up and how much I would never let a man ever speak to me like that, ever treat me like that. And that's the beauty of getting out of those type of situations and getting out of those habits of accepting things that are less and not for you. Because for the longest... I used to be that person. I used to be that person that believed, oh, you know what? I've been been here for so many years. There's got to be some type of light at the tunnel. No, there's not. There's not a light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's an illusion. You're completely delusional right now. (laughs) You're making up the light. The light is not there. You need to turn around. (laughs) You need to get out of there. Because it served no purpose for me to believe that something that completely shattered my heart could ever put it back together that was the biggest illusion I could have ever given myself and ever believed in because it didn't any person that's ever hurt you like if you believe that they can fix you they can't because true value lies within the person that actually takes your worth with the biggest grain of salt They do not play with you. They don't play about you. They are all about you. When someone's all about you, they ain't going to play with you. (laughs) Like, let me just. But when someone feels like they can fumble you, they treat you like a rubber ball, they can drop you and you're going to bounce right back. Yeah, they're going to keep they're going to keep dropping you. They're going to keep playing with you. But if that person views you like you are a glass ball and God forbid, if they drop you and you break, it's a wrap. That's how any person, that's how any partner that you come into face with should be viewing you. Not sitting there thinking, oh, you know what? I can drop this ball a couple times. It's always going to bounce right back up. No, don't treat me like a rubber ball. Treat me like a glass ball because that's the type of thing you can't come back from. You break something, you can't come back from that. That's trust right there. You drop the trust. There is nothing that can come back or to fix that. 
And I'm not saying trust is is impossible to gain, but it really takes such a toll on you when that person that you once loved, that you once had full trust for, completely just spits on it and makes you realize, damn, did you ever care? Like, did you ever think about my feelings? Did you ever once for a second be considerate of the fact that I have feelings too? No. Because they didn't care about you. And I hate to be the one to give tough love. But I love my listeners. I love every single one of you. That person didn't get, they didn't care about you. Because if they did, why would they put you through that? It's not supposed to be you versus your partner. It's supposed to be you and your partner against the world. Against things that are up, like that are, that are at the odds. That you're both up against. Things that are out of your control. That's what it's supposed to be. Not you disrespecting them them disrespecting you he's cheating on you you're cheating on him y'all are cheetos like nah that's not how it's supposed to go that's not healthy you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to grow from that that's why it's important to unlearn those habits that you have gone so so used to because you're never gonna walk welcome anything healthy if you keep holding on to them like there's got to be some type of point in your life when you got to break that habit. You got to let it go. And another thing I want to say in regards to unlearning these habits is don't make your partner the world you orbit around. Have a life. Like, I can't, like, I kid y'all not. I mean, again, I was young and I was very stupid, but I made the person I was with my entire life. I was willing to move and shift things and just and adjust things to please him and he wasn't willing to freaking jump over a damn puddle for me i was willing to like literally like go across oceans make it known and that person wouldn't even literally jump over wouldn't even jump walk around skip hop (laughs) over anything to do do things for me to you know please me because the second you do that you're not living for you anymore you're adjusting and you're people-pleasing. And people-pleasing is the worst place that you want to be with anybody, especially a partner. Like, do things... Because you, you were you before you met them. Like, if you're in a situation right now where you're, like, in a breakup or you're just really torn you don't know what to do and you're just like, oh, my God, how can I possibly live without them? Like, I'm so hurt. I'm, so, I'm in so much pain. Just remember who you were before you met them. That'll give you so much perspective and really give you so much more light on the situation than what's actually at hand because you were fine before you met them. And I get it. Pain pain does have its way of lurking, lurking around and doing, running its course. But you have to still be you in the relationship too. Like... I get it. There's going to be compromises that you're going to come to, especially in healthy relationships. Healthy relationships, you know, they'll have plenty compromise. But at the same time, if that person that's your partner is constant, constantly making you have to orbit around their schedule and what they need and what they want, and they're not paying attention to you, that's not a relationship you should probably be in at all, actually. <laughs> Don't be in that. It's not worth it. Because isolating a partner can be the first sign of emotionally or physically abusive relationships. But even in healthy relationships, sometimes we get caught up with the romance and just forget about our friends and forget about our family. And 
not in just checking in with the parts of your life outside of your relationship is the best way to gouge how things are going in your relationship because getting too wrapped up in your partner and forgetting about what you what what will that you have for your own life will end up hurting you more in the long run and i don't want that for anybody like don't live your life through somebody else or live your life for somebody else because that's not the life that you're supposed to live you're meant to live your life for you outside of god <laughs> like you know uh i'm always gonna listen oh I'm always going to throw some biblical stuff out there, like making it very much known to my listeners that woman of God. So I'm going to sometimes I'm going to put some 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 God up in here. okay? but you have to learn to stand on your two feet alone and balance out the fact that you have a life, too. Not all of your happiness needs to revolve around the partner, the person that you're with. And. Oh. Tough pillow, tough pill to swallow, believe me. It was very tough for me to unlearn that habit because naturally, at one point, I was such a people pleaser that I didn't care about my own feelings. I didn't care about the life that I had. I lost friends over having a bad relationship. I've lost, you know, I've lost respect for myself, to be honest. After, you know, when you get out of a shitty situation like that, you kind of, you lose some respect for yourself. You're like, how much could you could have you possibly not loved yourself to sit there and endure in this but before you go all going harsh on yourself remind yourself that you taking yourself out now you're no longer in that situation if you're still in this situation then be kinder to yourself and be like you know what i need to love me more than i love this relationship and i need to walk away because it's not fulfilling me it's not bringing me anywhere it's bringing me poor more pain than happiness it's there's nothing balanced here. There's no compromise. That's the time when you're at your strongest, when you walk away from things that are not building you up. But keep that balance, though, where you're not sitting there trying to do everything that is appeasing to your partner. Because the partner that you're with that's actually going to be healthy for you is going to abide on both ends. They're going to make it known to you that you're important to them and that they're willing to make compromises. And the same thing, you're naturally going to conditionally do the same thing for them. But it's in a healthy manner. And another thing is try and manage jealousy before it gets bad. Ooh. This one knocked me so on my behind. Because I would mistake being territorial with, like, or I would mistake jealousy with being territorial. Because in all reality, it was just my insecurity that was screaming. (laughs) I'm being so serious. Like, it was just my insecurity screaming at me because I was not with a trusting partner. And this habit is so, so important because this aligns with your trust having trust in somebody like you can have the password you can have everything you can be down the street you can live in the same house with somebody but if you do not have trust it does not matter how much access you may have to that person's personal seek like their life their social media everything it doesn't matter Because you're always going to sit there and second guess and overshadow everything. And that's going to be your biggest downfall. If you're welcoming a new healthy relationship, this one got to go. Like, (laughs) 
this habit, it just got to go. Like, you can't sit there and expect, like, any any healthy person, any, any healthy-minded being is not going to be put up with that. I'm going to be so dead-ass and so honest. Nobody that is in the right state of mind that, you know, understands how to be healthy, understands and unlearned their own, oh no, what the, <laughs> had, un, like, had unlearned their own, their own bad habits, is going to sit there and put up with that. Everybody has their limits. Like, uh, everybody has their patience. Of course, if you have a very considerate partner and very patient partner, that's great. That's amazing. That's beautiful. But at one point, there comes a time where you need to actually start holding yourself accountable for certain things and can't sit there and blame the other person, especially when that person has no business being held accountable to begin with. You can't, you can't piggyback your problems and your traumas and your triggers onto the next person expecting them to fix it. You can't. Someone can learn how to love you. Someone can learn about your past. Someone can learn about your triggers. And, you know, do everything that they can to show you, hey, I'm not them. It's safe here. You're okay. And you having to be the one responsible to re- remove those those um, barriers and accepting good things. Because I get it. You were so accustomed to the negative that you don't even know how to how to approach good things. You don't even know how to respond to them. And that's triggering. That's a trigger and trauma response. When things are going good, you mentally are not registering it in your head. You don't know what to do. Your brain is having trouble processing something that's great in front of you. And normally, when people have great things in front of them, they have great opportunities. They have people who are genuine. They self-sabotage. Because they're so used to chaos, they're so used to havoc happening in a relationship and just things where they feel like they're Bob the Builder, they gotta fix this, they gotta fix that, or, oh, this person is broken, let me fix them. No, the only thing that needs fixing is you, and only you can do that. <laughs> That's it. Only you can fix you, and obviously only God can fix you as well. That's it. You can't do it alone. I don't know anybody's faith, I don't know anybody's beliefs. Who is watching this but I do hope that my words are touching you in a way that God himself is in your presence to allow you and anoint you to understand that you cannot do it by yourself and you cannot expect others to fill the void inside of you that you have not taken the time to get to know God to be able to fill within you oh lord I'm preaching today <laughs> today's church sermon just got me going y'all I'm sorry but another another way like another thing, a habit to unlearn is know your own weaknesses. Because if you tend to step out of your own, like monogam, like if, if you tend to step out of your monogamous relationships and cheat on your partner, you break, the, you can break the cycle, right? <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but try to go back and think about what was going on with you and your relationship when you cheated in the past because you might be able to spot triggers and get ahead of them before you get the itch and this goes out to my cheaters all right if you listen to this and you cheated in the past this one's for you because you have to be the one to identify the problem that resides inside of you why you feel weakened like why you feel weak and you are having trouble being faithful while you have trouble 
being fully committed. And that place where people cheat is because they have something inside of them, a hole, that nobody can fill. That's why I say it's so, so important to get to know yourself on a deep, deep level. Learn about who you are. Let God show you who you are. Let God move in your life so so you can bring the utmost best version of yourself in a in the most humble way possible because if you can't come to face to, if you can't come face to face with your own weaknesses how do you expect to be to pass any type of test when you're in a relationship if you don't know how to do that then how do you expect to be faithful in any relationship that you come across you're in a monogamous you're in a monogamous relationship right and then all of a sudden you get tempted with your past thing with the things that you've done in your past you you cheated often you were the type that you never stayed faithful in your relationships you always ruined them but sometimes cheating can be a way of self-sabotaging you'd rather get ahead of the problem and fuck it up than actually see where it could have potentially went i know i just triggered somebody out there (laughs) with me saying that like because to you you feel like okay they can't hurt me if I hurt them first. They can't get close to me if I don't allow them to get close to me. Therefore, they can't hurt me if they know my vulnerabilities. They can't hurt me if they see my emotions. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep it quiet. I'm going to keep I'm going to look very very nonchalant, non-caring. That will not get you far in life anywhere you try to go. Empathy and sympathy go hand in hand. Being empathetic with people, showing sympathy to people, And also doing it for yourself because as much as people think, especially in this generation that we live in, that being nonchalant and not giving a fuck and not caring is so, is so top tier, like it doesn't matter. Believe me, that shit's going to eat you up alive when you're alone in bed and you're bitter. It's going to eat you alive. It's going to eat you up. So own your weaknesses, get face to face with them and start unleashing like not unleashing, <laughs> unlearning those things. Because how do you expect God to bring anybody good, anybody that is worthy of you, if you're not even worthy yourself to accept that to begin with? Like, like you're, how do you, why do you want a dime, but you're over here acting like a penny? Make it make sense. <laughs> you want something, but you're not even that thing that you want. Become the things that you want. Become the partner that you desire after. If you want someone that's patient, then be patient. If you want someone that's loving, then act loving. If you want someone that cares, then be caring. God, that's what annoys me about this dang generation that we live in because it's like a game. Dating is like a sport now. Like, people go through a talking stage for maybe one or two months. doesn't work out. Next. Talking stage, one or two months. Next. Just constant. No one does courtship anymore. No one is courting anybody. Men are not taking women out on dates and genuinely getting to know their mind because they're so more invested in wanting to know what their body looks like in bed and what they look like naked. Not trying to say that every single guy is out there that that is like this, but I'm just saying in general. Because women, women control the cookie. And if women are giving the cookie away like it's nothing, then men are gonna view it like it's less valuable. Because they can get it anywhere. They don't have to work for it. They don't have to take women on dates. They don't need to buy her flowers. Because she's willing to give up the cookie for free. (laughs) 
You got to work for this. I'm sorry. You got to work. If you want me in any bed, you got to work for it. Like there, You like need to show something to me that shows me that you're worthy of even touching me to begin with. You can't, if you can't learn my mind, then you got no business touching my body. And y'all should hold yourselves to that. Even men. Because nothing's more attractive than a man that can't be touched. That he's reserved. Like, I'm not about to give my goods up to anybody if they're not worth it. I'd rather stay celibate. I'd rather stay to myself. That is so attractive. And if you're one of those men, kudos to you. What, you were one out of, like, out of God knows how many that has self-control and self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit and that says so much about you so own your weakness don't self-sabotage because i get it i get it that life and the people in this world and the people that have come across in your path have failed you but don't fail yourself don't be the person that fails you like how disappointing is that that the one person that you have complete honest control over you're disappointing yourself and you're being the reason behind all your failures. You have you have all control. This is you can move in any way that you want. You can learn anything that you want and you can also unlearn the things that you don't want if you're willing to open yourself up to new opportunities and more positive things to come into your life. And the last thing is learn how to accept apologies and also give them because you can't stay mad forever. And if you and your partner are going through something and they apologize, you have to learn how to accept it. Because if you want to, of course, you are never under any obligation. Like, you're not under any obligation to forgive someone if you think it's, if it's gone too far. But I believe, as someone who serves, serves God, that forgiveness is very important. Forgiveness, really, like, that puts the nail in the coffin and completely buries it away because you're not just releasing them from what they've done to you but you're also releasing yourself from the triggers and the traumas that they've caused to you and that's what makes forgiveness such a huge huge thing because I've said this before people tend to say oh I'll forgive you but I'll never forget no forget about it that's why that's why it's triggering for you in new relationships. That's why it's triggering you for different opportunities that, that come your way. Because you haven't forgot about it. Like, in order to genuinely receive these great things, you're going to have to forget about the bad things that's happened to you in your past because you can't linger your past on forever. You can, but you won't get that far. It'll only leave you emotionless and numb to everything that was that could ever possibly get close to you because you won't allow it like that's heartbreaking like not allowing good things to happen for you because you'd rather be better and you'd rather expect the worst than accept the best and accepting apologies admitting that you're wrong is the best way to unlearn your bad relationship habits because you have to acknowledge the things that you've done and also acknowledge the things things that they've done depending on what you're forgiving and also depending on what you're also apologizing for sometimes we don't take we don't take accountability for the things that we do we expect people to just 
do all the work and let us sit back and do nothing. Relationships don't work like that. It takes two people making an effort and you cannot expect someone to carry all the weight on their back because eventually they're going to get tired. They're going to get they're going to become frustrated and that frustration can turn to resent me very, resent me resentment very quickly. I've done it. I've seen it happen and it's just not worth it. And the second I stopped, the second I dropped all of those bad habits, which I'm still in the I'm still in the means of doing. <laughs> like it's taken me some time, but I I have a very patient man in front of me and I thank God for him. But it takes me holding myself accountable and doing the apologies on my part if it were to come to that to that point. If I'm ever having an argument with him or if I'm ever at a disagreement with him, being a woman and also a human being to admit to the fact that when I'm wrong, some people are, are so fucking prideful that they don't even know how to admit when they're wrong. They'd rather drag a fight on to the depths of hell to avoid apologizing. That's why a lot of people, a lot of people that owe you an apology, you never hear from them. Because they know they owe you an apology, but they're not willing to give it to you. It's the truth. <laughs> like, it's a lot of people out there that, probably, that owe me an apology. Never heard from them after that again. But that's fine. Because the type of woman that I am, the type of woman that I'm growing to be, and the type of woman that I inspire to be and want to inspire others to be, is still be forgiving. Regardless if you don't get the closure. Like, and... Out of this, you know, learning these, learning, unlearning these habits that I've had, I really truly had to learn how to let go of being so prideful. Like, oh my God, if I show my emotions too much, like they're going to think this or that. And like, no, put yourself out there, but put yourself out there for the person that's deserving of it. Don't just drop everything and just throw yourself into a to a bucket of flames if you know you're going to get burned. But obviously everything is unknown when it's new to you. But what I'm saying is, is if you've seen the red flags, you've seen things about a person that you know, they're not going to catch you if you fall, then don't, then don't take the jump. But take the jump for the risk of someone who is willingly, is willing to do the same thing too. Taking that jump, taking that leap of faith. Because... We never know when the right time is to take the jump. But I believe that God will ordain a path for you to be on and guide you in a path that even if you jump, you're still going to be landing on safety. Because that person that he wants for you is not going to sit there and hurt you. Even when you have hardships, because the enemy is always going to attack both of you. Whoever you're in a relationship with or whoever, you know, you're going to be in a relationship with in the future. And I, I say affirm that. Speak that, speak that to existence, pray on it, because I prayed for the man that's in my life now, like, the connection that I have with him, just the understandings, the communication, everything to the T was prayed for, but it took isolation, it took me having to sit myself down and truly unlearn certain habits of my own, and not going after the similar people, similar men with different, fa- with different faces, it took me having to unlearn the things that I used to want and start looking and going on a path of what God wants for me instead. And that completely changed my life. It, it taught me how to forgive. It taught me how to forgive myself. It taught me to be more patient with myself. And it taught me how to be patient with others too. 
that not everybody's perfect. It's not always about you. Sometimes you have to look at the other at the other end and be like, okay, they struggle with this, they struggle with that. How can I help them? What can I do? What what word of wisdom, what word of advice could I possibly give to this person? Or what way can I inspire this person? Like, use use your mouth. But also listen. There's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. But it's important to listen as well. Because before you start speaking, you need to understand what you're what you're actively responding to. If you're not listening to what someone is telling you, then how can how do you expect to respond to something that you didn't even hear? Now you're just acting on complete assumption. And assuming only makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> Never assume anything. Always, if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, get it from the source and understand. This is what they want. This is how I need to do it. And this is how I need to approach it. But you're never going to get far anywhere in any type of relationship if you, st- if you still keep holding on to these old habits. Stop using your past as, as a crutch. I'm like, oh, they did this to me. They did that to me. They cheated on me. They lied to me. Okay, this is life. And I'm sorry for the tough bill, but it's going to happen. People are going to hurt you. People are going to disappoint you. But don't, don't ever stop having expectations of good because you should expect people to, good, be, to be good for, to you. You should accept good for you. Now, I'm not, sit, I'm not sitting here telling you always expect disappointment because guess what? The more time that you're expecting something to happen, the more time you're going to actually see it. I stopped expecting disappointment from people and just accepting who they are as an individual they do what they do, or they don't, they don't. It is what it is. But if I if I put it in my brain, oh, they're just gonna disappoint me. I already know it. Like it's just a matter of time. I'm gonna be looking for the wrongs in every single thing that that person does, and it's only gonna drive me crazy, and it's only gonna drive that person further and further away from me because they're gonna pick up on the fact: why are you only focusing on the bad and not the good? Why are you only focusing on the flaws that I have, but you're not appreciating the fact that I'm willing to go way past anything than any other partner has ever been willing to do for you? Why can you not see that, but you're seeing the worst in me? You see what I'm saying? How the past can really bite you in the ass if you don't let it go? (laughs) Because I would not be where I am right now if it weren't for me truly breaking bread with my past being like you know what that happened to me it's all right i'm okay with it and then completely just burying the hatchet and just saying enough's enough i'm not going to use my past as a reason for me to say oh that's just who i am i want y'all to that's just the way i am your way into therapy <laughs> your way onto god <laughs> like at his throne throw yourself at his throne humbly and be like you know what god it's not my battle it's yours but i'm going to trust you along the along the journey that you have set out for me simple because only god can do that only god can bring you out of those really bad situations and deliver you out of them now listen god will allow certain things to happen in your life to teach you the ultimate lesson so that way in the next phase in your life you're already exposed to it so now you're not making the same mistake that's the purpose between between going through pain and hardships and trials and tribulations so that way you can appreciate the good things and the graciousness of God because it could be worse. Let's be real. Your situation could be so much worse. And that's something like, you know, today at church that my own pastor was preaching about was the simple fact that there's people, there's things that you're complaining about 
that people wish that they had. They wish they would literally step over your dead body just to get what you have. <laughs> if you died and your house was open and that person is homeless, they would gratefully step over your dead body and live in your house. The house that you're complaining about, the like the small apartment that you're complaining about, the car, the gas that you're complaining, they wish they had to complain about gas because that means that they'd have a car and they don't have a car. Be grateful with your past. Like switch the perspective. Stop looking at your past like that needs to be a burden and start looking at it like, you know what? This is a lesson. I'm going to take it, but I'm going to take it and I'm going to use it as am- ammunition to change something inside of me so that way I can I can I can attract more things, more good things because the more that I'm sitting there dwelling in the past and the negativity that's the only thing I'm going to see in this world. And I will always preach on that. I will always say that to anybody that listens to my podcast, anybody that comes across in my life, you're never going to see the good if you're always expecting the worst. Every single time, it doesn't even matter how healthy that person is in front of you. Eventually, they're going to they're going to catch up onto it like I said. And they're not going to want to deal with it because who does? Would you want to deal with that? If someone constantly was nitpicking at every single flaw that you possibly could ever expose, it's vulnerable enough having them, but having someone pick at them is insane. (laughs) I'd rather someone appreciate my flaws, but also appreciate the fact that, you know, I'm a human being. These flaws also what makes me who I am. Every scar, every curve that I have that is part of my being is who I am. But if you can't appreciate me on good things and you're only acknowledging the bad, then you're not worthy of my presence to begin with. I'm more than happy to open that door for you, for you to walk out. Because no one deserves any type of spot in your life if they're only going to make you feel worse about yourself. And nobody should have that much power over you to make you feel like you cannot unlearn certain habits and think that you constantly have to face the same person and the same problem different in different phases of your life in different seasons of your life because that's not something that god wants for you either he doesn't want you to constantly be reliving the same chapter over and over again eventually you're gonna have to sit down put a period at it and flip the page and start a new chapter i have to end certain things in order to start different things because if you don't you're gonna be in a never-ending cycle and that's where a lot of toxicity starts to kind of cultivate Hurt people hurt people. If you're hurting others, it's because you have not taken the time to heal the, the parts of you that were once hurt and burned and bruised and broken. You're not going to always get that closure from the person. But you know what? The only thing that you owe to yourself is to not become them. What makes you any better now? You became the exact thing that hurt you. Now look at you. You're pissed off and you're, <laughs> and you're still holding on to something that happened to you years ago. When you can be living for you and being in a better place for you and unlearning these certain habits so that way you can have something more worthy of your time, something that's way more worthy of giving joy to and investing in. It's not worth it's not worth holding on to these habits. And I get it. It's easier said than done. But it's so much more of a brave step to launch yourself forward than having to constantly push yourself back out of fear fear doesn't get you anywhere but i'm gonna end it on that note that was so good it's like one o'clock in the morning but i ain't even mad at it today was a really good episode (laughs) like i something in me was just telling me record Alyssa. just record keep it going but i truly hope that this episode brought some type of shine and some type of light 
to your heart and your mind to understand that these habits are not of you. The enemy only wants you to keep a hold of these these parts of you that hurt you and making you believe that this is all that's a part of you when in all reality it's not. God has so much more for you. He has so much planned for you. But God can't show you these things until you until you trust him to give them to you. Because we can't do it by ourselves. And God can't work and do his thing if you're not letting him. Simple as that. <laughs> but I love every single one of you guys again. And thank you so much for the patience and the love that I get on a daily from you guys. With just the support and everything else that comes with this podcast and, you know, the episodes. And truly, I do hope that every episode that I ever release brings some type of peace and inspiration or word of advice or change of perspective to you because you know that's my purpose to to bring word and shed light on in dark places that you don't think can be healed but they definitely can so i'll leave it at that note but i will see y'all back here on the next episode thank you guys so much for joining in on the mind is the matter podcast i hope this episode along with every episode is bringing you closer to your inner peace and supports you along your healing journey If you're loving the vibe this podcast is bringing to you and want to stay up to date with upcoming episodes, please hit that follow button and leave a review so it can help me reach other potential listeners who are eager to get to the root of their true selves. Also, my DMs are open for questions at the Mind is a Matter pod, so go ahead and give that a follow as well to receive daily motivational quotes and updates on upcoming episodes. Continue to be patient with yourself along this journey and I will see you back here on the next episode.